We need to break down the legacy and full story of the Kung Fu Council's founding leader, Master Thundering Rhino. Hello fun people, I'm Isaac Carlson and I'm focused on spreading magic by celebrating the art, stories, and characters that we love. And this video is brought to you by my producers over on Patreon. If you want to help me spread magic and you'd like to go behind the scenes on everything I'm working on, join our producer community which is linked down below. Now the origin of Master Rhino actually began with the reign of Master Flying Rhino. You see, Master Flying Rhino came from a long line of Kung Fu masters but he did establish himself as a legendary warrior on his own, which is clearly seen through his armor being memorialized in the Jade Palace. Master Flying Rhino's armor with authentic battle damage! For the most part, he was believed to be unstoppable, and it was said that the only time his armor was marked was when an army of stealthy lizard assassins attacked him in a bloody battle. Throughout his life, he became a well-respected master, even leading him to befriend Master Uwe himself. Over the years, Flying Rhino trained many warriors, including Commander Vashir, the leader of the Anvil of Heaven. Master Flying Rhino was even said to have personally recommended Vashir to Master Uwe to oversee the imprisonment of Tai Lung in Chorgam prison, claiming he was the only one brave enough, strong enough, and ruthless enough for the job. But Flying Rhino's most accomplished student was in fact his own son. While Flying Rhino taught within the Kung Fu school in Gangman City, his child would train underneath him and would eventually become the most revered master of the Kung Fu Council, Thundering Rhino. Now throughout Thundering Rhino's childhood, he became disciplined and ferocious. He was powerful and much like his father, he was an unstoppable force, but he became desperate for the approval of his father. Early into Rhino's training, Master Storming Ox as a boy would skip his chores so that he could sneak into Gongman City's palace and watch Rhino spar. Intrigued by the young and enthusiastic Ox, Rhino would introduce him to Kung Fu, at least according to early backstories that were developed and released prior to Kung Fu Panda 2. Apparently Thundering Rhino would eventually leave the boy behind though, as in his early adult life he became desperate to create his own identity. While he was deeply connected to the Kung Fu world because of his family's history and esteemed status, Thundering Rhino left the metropolis he grew up within, which led him to picking fights and battling for money in hopes of finding some kind of meaning, which led him to hunt down many criminals across China, including Master Croc. Again, according to those early backstories before Kung Fu Panda 2, we learned Croc was once the head of a gang of criminals infamously known as the wool-stealing crocodile bandits. When Croc fought Thundering Rhino on the shores of the Wasu Li River, Rhino's superior Kung Fu won out over the crocodile's formidable hide and strength during their epic battle. And the fight became so intense that Master Croc even came to believe that he would soon be killed. But Rhino spared his life, which moved Croc so much that he quit his criminal life forever. Years later, Rhino reunited with both Ox and Croc in a fighting ring in the city of Jin Zhao. This was the first time the future Kung Fu Council was brought together, and immediately Master Uwe recognized their potential and came to believe that their destinies were intertwined. All they needed was a cause worthy enough to fight. That very night, the heinous Wu sisters escaped from prison and began working on forming a criminal syndicate that would span all of China. Ugwe quickly informed the three warriors of the impending danger, but they were unconvinced at first that they should put themselves in danger for the innocent as they were all pursuing their own selfish goals. It was only when Ugwe promised that they would receive a wealth of riches by completing this journey that they set forth towards the Wu sisters' fortress inside the Hubei volcano. Master Thundering Rhino believed that this was 
was his chance to prove he was a worthy master to his father. On that path, all three masters of the Kung Fu Council almost became lost to the treacherous volcano they were ascending until Uguay saved them and appeared to sacrifice his own life for their well-being. At first, it seemed like they would give up on their fight without their wise guide and the danger continuing to rise, but when they found a destroyed village, they were moved by the harmless bunnies who needed their help. Together, Rhino, Ox, and Croc ascended the rest of the mountain, not for their own benefit, but because it was right. Thundering Rhino wasn't concerned about his reputation, he just wanted to help. They banded together to fight off the Wu sisters and walked away victorious. Humbled by the experience, they saw how their mastery over Kung Fu could be utilized to benefit the world, which set them all down the path to become heroes. While the three warriors saw their potential as a team, they would not unify permanently just yet as they continued on their own individual paths until they were called together again. In the coming years, Master Thundering Rhino continued to travel across China protecting the defenseless while he refined his skills and used the advantages he possessed as a rhino to develop advanced techniques. Most notably, it was Rhino's horn defense the Tigress would someday claim was impervious to any technique. And while he did try a variety of weapons, Staff Master Rhino used to liberate the village of Wen Shen. He eventually developed his form around the mighty Cloud Hammer, which was unbeatable against a huge number of attackers. But Thundering Rhino truly established his legendary status as a warrior when he slayed the 10,000 serpents of the Valley of Woe. You see, the tale goes that a community of wayward settlers stumbled upon a patch of lush, fertile land in the Valley of Woe. But when the serpents who lived underneath them awoke and attempted to remove the villagers from their land, Master Rhino stepped in on his travels to defend the poor refugees. Rhino commanded the serpents to share their land, but when the 10,000 serpents attacked him, he lured them in to break their ranks. He took on an unprecedented number of warriors and successfully sent the heinous reptiles away. Now, after receiving all of these legendary accolades, eventually Thundering Rhino did return to Gongmen City, which may have been prompted by the death of his father. Without a master leading the Kung Fu school in Gongmen City, perhaps Master Thundering Rhino felt it was his responsibility to continue the work his family had begun. That would have put him in position to become close with the peacock rulers of Gangman City, which was important as they would soon go through the most painful experience in their entire lives. You see, their only child, Lord Shen, committed a brutal slaughter of the pandas in the nearby village when he learned that a warrior of black and white would be his undoing. Horrified by their son's atrocities, the peacocks banished Shen and prepared for his return, but they passed away before he came home. Without an heir to the throne and with the belief the burden to protect Gongwen City fell on his shoulders, Master Thundering Rhino recruited his friends Master Storming Ox and Master Croc to come together again to finally form the Kung Fu Council. He took them both as his pupils and they established themselves as the peaceful protectors of the city. In the years that followed, Storming Ox became Master Rhino's greatest pupil. He showed the warrior how to utilize his horns as deadly weapons, just like how he had perfected the use of his own horn in battle. Across Gongmen City in China, Thundering Rhino's good deeds and heroic fights continued to become more and more well known, and his duties as a master of one of the 29 Kung Fu schools was executed with great care. Like, he was a beloved part of every winter feast. While of course, through all of his experiences and knowledge he became a source of much wisdom, he was also well known to have a humorous side and was simply a good friend. But unfortunately, when Lord Shen returned to Gongmen City, his kung fu would be unable to protect the weak and himself. Gongmen is under the stewardship of the Master's Council and we will protect it even from you.
unprepared for the weapon Shen had built to use against him. Thundering Rhino believed the Cloud Hammer could stop his enemy from taking the city just as it had for years before. But when the cannon finally fired, his life was taken, and all that remained was his hammer and his friends. While the rest of the Kung Fu Council was shaken by the death of their friend, they eventually helped the Furious Five and the Dragon Warrior defeat Lord Shen, and they continued Thundering Rhino's legacy by continuing to use their Kung Fu for the greater good. As Thundering Rhino's most respected student, Storming Ox most likely became the master of Gongman City and their Kung Fu school, which would make sense since it was Master Croc who left Gongman City to search for General Kai when he returned to the mortal world. Master Thundering Rhino came from a long line of Kung Fu masters, and while that was a difficult history to acknowledge in his life, as he grew up he refined his skills, followed his duties as a warrior, and pursued honor, not for the benefit of himself, but because it was necessary to protect China. The reason a statue of him was erected in the Master Garden at the Jade Palace was because during his life, to the innocent, he was a respected, honorable, and beloved hero. Fun people, I owe a big thank you to all of the producers who support me over on Patreon, since they're directly contributing to help me spread magic and to accomplish my dreams. In the future, I want to take on larger documentary-styled projects again, write books about animation history, and to build businesses to support the Disney community. But to do all of those things, I need more resources to eventually create a team around me. So if you want to help me continue to spread magic, and you'd like to see exclusive behind-the-scenes series and live streams, consider joining all of us by going to Patreon dot com slash Isaac Carlson, which again is linked below. As always, thank you for watching and have a magical day.